Cedra Beach and Nocatee. Now, I have Caitlin here with me tonight, and what we're going to be doing is we're going to be answering some of your questions that you all have emailed in to me and on Facebook. So first, I just want to tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Kathleen. I am a 47-year-old mother of four, grandmother to two, and I graduated high school from right up the street at Fletcher High School in 1990. So this music from the 80s, yes, I will be playing some music. And when it has a beat and you can dance to it, that is my thing. So, Caitlin, are there any songs from the 80s that you remember? I know you're younger than me, but come on now. We talk about retro stuff sometimes. Right? I can't stop thinking about the Paula Abdul song that you brought up before the show. <laughs> so as you're speaking, I literally have the straight up now tell me. Yeah, so we're going to be playing that one too. So I'd love to hear what you guys love too. So let me just tell you my email straight up, straight up like Paula Abdul. Kathleen at KathleenMinor.com. You can always email me there, ask any questions, and you can always, um, you know, request some songs as well. So first, let me just talk about manifesting. I call it manifesting magic in your everyday life with Kathleen, and that is because we manifest every single day of our life. So I like to think of manifesting as another word for that as being either creating or magnetizing. So whatever energies we're radiating out into the universe, that's what we're getting back, right? So think about it in the way of, you know, if you get out of bed in the morning, you go downstairs, you're already cranky, and you start talking to family members or roommate or your dog or your cat, and they have an attitude with you. Well, you've already put out those energies. So think about that. Now, if you go up to them and say, hey, how are you today? You're putting out something different, right? So we all manifest and create our lives every day. So let's do it on purpose. So let's get started with another song. And then we're going to come back and talk about some questions. Wasn't that an awesome song? I love that song. We were just talking about Paula Abdul and the, uh, the American Idol. Right, yeah. And so those of, those of you who might have went to high school in the 90s might not have recognized Paula Abdul until you saw her on American Idol, right? Right. Yeah, so I like really got down to her when, she was, when I was in high school. Like That dance music was awesome. You can get down to anything, though, if you really put your mind to it. I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. I was thinking, if it's got a beat, I've got it. But I guess if it doesn't have a beat, it's okay, too. So what I'd like to do, let's talk about something. It's an email that I received. And it is the holidays. We are around people, more people than we typically are with gatherings, whether it be family or work. And gosh, even when we go out shopping, there's just more people out. I mean, I know a lot of people are doing the online thing these days, but you know, kind of the going out shopping is and everyone's cool. stressed. They are. I mean, yeah. every, I mean, you're dealing with a lot of short tempers usually, and you also yourself are running behind or you're stretching yourself beyond your limits more often. So I think, especially with family gatherings, everything kind of comes to the surface because of how used to each other we are, and it kind of gives you a liberty to let go a little bit. And, you know, I, I, my family is very large and I love them. But the one thing I have learned is that, you know, you can find an annoying thing in anyone you meet, mm -hmm. but with your family, especially if they're very close and involved, it's more amplified. 
Right, because they're going to love us no matter what. It's what we start thinking. <laughs> so <laughs> we're just going to let it all out. Yeah, so when we have those family gatherings, we also have people around either parts of our family or friends that we don't normally have around. And like we talked about at the beginning, like with the energies uh, that we're radiating out, everybody feels that. You know, when you walk into the room and somebody's having a really bad day, you can just kind of feel that something's going on. So um, Sarah wrote us a question that said, how do you deal with annoying family members during the holidays? And Wow, that is just a, a big question, but we're just going to narrow it down a little bit here. So, you know, first of all, if there's a reason that you're not around them often, just keep that in mind, right? So these are just people we see sometimes. And what I like to say first is when you see that person walk through the door or you walk through the door and you see that person, be very aware of what it is that you're thinking and feeling at that time. Right. Because, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you can also just be radiating out those energies right then or you're getting yourself all worked up and there's really not a reason to. It's kind of how you handle that that situation because you can't control what they're thinking and feeling. Right. How do you deal with a negative person? Don't be negative. Exactly. It's, I mean, because I think we tend to complicate things so much mm-hmm. and we overanalyze and really it's as simple as. Take a person, especially with your family member, if that's what you're going through at the moment, and take the very, even if it's a few good things that you do enjoy about them, choose to focus on that. And just, I mean, you you yourself don't allow what you perceive as their negative or their negativity to affect your positive attitude or your wanting to have a positive time. Right, exactly. Yeah, don't bring it in. That's exactly right. And because I also think too that, we we can't control that. And sometimes we can't think of something positive about it. Let's be real, right? I mean, especially if it's a work function or something like that. Sometimes we just can't, right at the top of our head, we just can't think of anything that we just love about that person right now. So what I always like to do is have a go-to thought. And I know you and I talk about it's this a lot. It's the go-to vision. It is the <laughs> go-to vision. And this is key in just about everything. So We need and we must have a thought that always makes us smile. And it doesn't have to do with that person. It may not have anything to do with that person. Now, we're going this route of we can't think of anything right now that we really like about that person. I mean, let's just be real. Except that they make really great cheese dough. Maybe, yes. And if they do, that's (laughs) awesome. That is your go-to vision about that person. Right, like, right. Yeah. I'm so glad they're here because they have the cheese dip. And she brought the buffalo dip. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I really think it's important to think about that because I know before I started really paying attention to how I think and feel about things and how it actually started snowballing in my life if it was a negative thought, you know, before I started really paying attention to that, things could really escalate. Pretty quickly well, to how I felt. Unless you handle one thing and as they come, it just piles up and that just kind of turns into a big thing. Right. I mean, it's not necessarily one issue. It's like the five things that we haven't talked about <laughs> in 10 years, you know? Like, <laughs> Let's talk about all that now during the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess my first thought would be, you know, have a go-to thought that makes you feel good when you see that person. And if it can't be about that person... Let it be about something else. Now, I love the saying, agree to disagree. Like, yes, I, you do. I yes. do. I use that in my own life often because, you know, the great thing about life is we all have our opinions. 
And that's amazing. That's awesome. But I don't expect you to have my opinion. I'm okay if you don't under if you don't get where I'm coming from. I'm totally okay with that. Right. And even if the other person isn't, I think as long as you in your mind can agree to disagree with somebody and just let things go, then your life is better. Well, you have control over the situation. Exactly. To your point, you have control over the situation and mm-hmm. essentially control over how you're going to feel leaving. Right. Right. I totally agree. And you're not kind of a flag in the wind. All of a sudden, you are dictating what is occurring in your life, how it will be, and how you want to feel. And you're actually making that happen by choosing to walk away from bad interactions and just enjoying yourself. So that brings us to something else. And I get asked this quite a bit. What do you do when somebody comes up to you and they are, hmm, I don't know what that is, but that's okay. We'll go from there. Um, So... I <laughs> I think it's Santa Claus and his cell phone. No, I'm kidding. You know what it might be because he might be calling here listening to me today. Because I actually am really good friends. Now, those of you, this brings me to another subject. My dad is like so totally Santa's helper and he always has been. And um, and I've got pictures to prove that. So we'll have to post those. And as I, I always know that if you look like Santa, you love kids and you can make or fix anything, you're usually asked to be Santa's helper. And your dad is an amazing helper anyways. I think he just kind of, because I saw pictures on social media. I was like, that guy is like Santa. He is. He really (laughs) is. So I do have a direct line because if you are one of Santa's helpers, and there's lots of them out there this time of year. um, If you are one of Santa's helpers, you do have a direct line to Santa. I mean, you have to because, I mean, you've got to like give messages all the time. So it's a pretty busy job this time of year. So you pretty much can't do too many other things but um what i was getting at before i got the santa call was (laughs) that so i'm asked a lot about what do i do when somebody walks up to me at a gathering like that and they're just being negative and i can just feel that i like to talk about my little bubble that i put up so it's a clear bubble and i put it around me and i don't let those negative that negative feelings come in. I don't take those in as my own. And I will visually feel and watch that negativity bounce off of my bubble and totally dissolve. Now I'm listening to the person. I'm not being rude. I'm, yeah, that's great. You know, I'm listening to them, but I'm not taking any of it in. And I think that's key. That's key when you're at these functions, especially these people that you don't see often, or maybe you see them every day and everybody's having, like you said, they're just, they're just having a busy, stressful time. Don't take it in because like, then you're not in control of the situation anymore. You're not in control of you. And that, yeah. And to your point, that's not just advice that you need on at holiday gatherings. That's something that you take with you at work. Because if you're getting irritated at, you know, grandma's dinner, yeah. you know, you're, te- you're going to be someone that gets irritated easily, probably at work under high stress conditions. So right. that is something that you can actually, I mean, it's a character builder and it's a choice. It's a, it's a choice not to get upset. Mm-hmm. And it's a choice to be happy. It really is. That's right. what my mom always tells me that happiness is a choice. And it really is when it comes down to it. It really is. We have a lot of control over everything. We have a lot of control over the way that we feel, what we allow, how we allow other people to make us feel, which is when we talk about that bubble and letting the negativity bounce off because we don't have to allow that to change the way that we feel about a situation in ourselves. So, um, 
you know, sending positive energy their way. Here's another little thing I love to do. And this is fun. So try this. Either at work, holiday gathering, or whatever. Those negative people, like, totally send love their way in positive energy. Like, feel it and imagine them being engulfed in sparkles or love or, you know, kindness, whatever. Right. And you will see a shift in them. It is so awesome. And not engaging, especially not engaging in whatever they're doing to annoy you. Like a big thing, and I'm going to say it, I'm just going to put it out there, yeah. it's gossip. Oh, At no, family yeah. gathering, mm-hmm. no, it, it's it gossip. It is, it is, yeah. And I've actually noticed, and this this goes for like uh, something I've learned with my girlfriends in high school, but if you don't, if you just do not feed into it, you do not gossip with them, you would be surprised how quickly the subject changes. So just by not, I mean, you, you, yeah. you're very nice about it, but you're quiet and you don't say anything negative about anybody else or any situation. The, it kind of just naturally occurs because no one likes the awkward silence. Well, that's <laughs> so, right. You yeah. Know, and, like, and, and, you know, we all should be, the, the whole world would be a different place if we didn't have gossip, if people weren't mean to each other, if, if people were just kind and nice inside. And there's so many amazing people in this world. I mean, I see it every day. And that is what we have to focus on. Right. Because it is so widespread. And with me, social media, it, it tends to go towards the negative all the time. And that's what people watch and see. And so us ourselves need to just be sure that we're spreading more joy than we are, you know, don't contribute into the gossip. Exactly like you said. Exactly. So, um, well, we're going to listen to a, another song from the 80s because it, is, it rocks. And um, we'll be right back. Hi, Come on. We are here with Kathy and Caitlin and myself, Kathleen. And first, before we get started again, I want to mention one of our sponsors tonight at Beauty by the Beach of St. Augustine. Now, she's having a special right now for the holidays with a $99 full set of lashes. So, ladies, if you have never had lashes put on, I'm going to tell you that they are awesome. Are they not, Caitlin? Uh, Yes. If you've ever seen Kathleen Minor, you know they're awesome. Absolutely. (laughs) Like, I love mascara. That's something I've always loved. I don't really wear a lot of makeup, but I love mascara. And when I found out about lashes, I was like, (sighs) like, no joke. You wake up in the morning and that's all you do. Like, you're ready. I mean, even if you're a person that wears makeup, like when you have lashes, (laughs) it's like you look in the mirror like, "I'm, I'm ready to go. Here we go. So, Anyway, it is a $250 value for $99, and her contact number is 904-325-6304. That is Amber at Beauty by the Beach, and I would definitely check her out. She's also on Facebook at Beauty by the Beach St. Augustine. Yeah, because your eyelash number again. Sorry. Um, That's okay. The phone number is 904-325-6304. Nice. Awesome, huh? That's amazing. I interrupted you, Caitlin. Well, I was just going to say, you know, when your family members are annoying you, at least your eyelashes will be on point. You can bat them, (laughs) bat them pleasingly at them. Bat them away. Choose not to respond. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, like, no joke. Like, they are so awesome. And they're not like the strips. So... 
they're individual lashes and you take your shower. They're, they're extensions. They're extensions. Yeah, they're eyelashes. Yeah. Extensions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can do whatever you would normally do with your lashes. So I know it's just such an awesome thing. So let me just go back to one of the questions that we got. Another one of them. This was, one is a good one. It really is. And I mean, a lot of people deal with this. <laughs> I know I do. So I feel like my mind is always a jumble and on overdrive. How can I stop this? So, okay, whether you are a mom or whether you just go to work every day, whatever it is, us ladies, I know guys too, but I know women, right? Because that's what I am. That's what we are. And we always have so much on our minds and it can feel overwhelming. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's extremely common yeah. for, for everybody, especially yeah. that we have a lot of expectations put on us as adults. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that this would probably be a, a very, very um, common thing in, in both sexes. Yeah, definitely. Now, one thing, though, I want to bring to everybody's attention is if you have a mind that feels like it's always in a jumble, it's like a sign of creativity. Because that means you're always thinking of something. You have so many thoughts and ideas that you just can't separate them all out. So that's a good thing, right? If we didn't have a ton of things going on in our minds, you know, we might not be getting too much done. But it can be overwhelming, like we said. So you know, there's a lot of responsibilities. And what I like to do is try to filter them out. So you have to do you have to take some time to do this. But you know, take 10 minutes and write down each and every thing is that's in that huge jumble in your mind. Like every single thing. Have you ever done that before? Written yes, it all down? For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you write it down. And what that allows you to do is to be able to filter out the things that you can just let go. You know, those things that we think about that we really don't need to be thinking about anymore. It's done. It's gone. Whether it's in the past or something that really doesn't matter. Right. We, we need to be able to truly let that go and allow, give ourselves permission to let that go. And then I know for me and a lot of the women that I work with and talk to, and, and please jump in if this has ever happened to you, like you just, there's all these things you want to do, but you can't do them right now. Yeah. You know, it's like, yes, I want, <laughs> how, when do I want this done? Like yesterday right? So what I do is I have, well, I journal every morning, which we'll talk about that at a different point. Uh, but I also have a what I call a business journal. And it doesn't just have business things in there, but it has things in there that I want to do. Things that I, that I desire to get done or a goal of mine, something that leads me to my version of success, which is amongst all this big jumble that I have in my head and I write that down and then it's like I then forget about that for a little while until I'm ready to go back to it and I have to give credit to my husband is very organized and you know he would always say you know you need to write this down it's just one less thing you have to think about and it took me a while to really (laughs) do it but I'm telling you and I write mine in a journal because if I write it on little notes like he does and like a lot of people do I will lose the note so I like it in a book and I go through that book, I have some amazing ideas. Hmm. And they always come to pass. Like, I will go back, and they're there, because I've written them down, and therefore, I have put them out there. The energies, right? We talk about radiating out energies. I've already put them out there, and I'm sending, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm envisioning them being done, but I don't have to have it as part of the jumble in my brain. Right. And I, and there are times when we have a lot of just very real things that we have to get done. 
and that I think the the stress of that and my grandfather actually taught me something that was really cool Mm -hmm. when I was like 22 23 and he said compartmentalization Hmm. meaning you take that list that you just said and you set priorities Mm -hmm. and then you don't allow yourself don't allow yourself to get into the space where you feel guilty for letting those things that aren't as big a priority go and so you just kind of put all of that energy that you were using to feel guilty and put it towards being productive towards that compartment that right now needs to be done it has to happen so the holidays right now I have to get this done these need so don't worry about what you're going to do in January because January isn't even here yet (laughs) right you know right (laughs) you can't really have anxiety about January you can't have anxiety about the turkey you messed up in November either (laughs) right right. you know so right now what I need to do is focus on this and the most important thing is is I'm not going to allow myself to feel anxiety about last month, last year, or in you know January, February. I just have to focus on this and do this the best that I can. That's awesome, and I really your your grandfather would have really gotten along with Brendan as well because that's what he calls it compartmentalizing. Brendan's my husband. So another thing, like what you just said, is those things that you don't have to do right now. Those are the things you can write in that journal. Right. So that you don't feel like you're going to forget about them. And then you can go back and you compartmentalize on those priorities. But then you don't forget about those other things, because I don't know about you guys, but I can say, oh, I'm going to remember that. It just doesn't happen. I have to rack my brain to try to remember it. Another thing that I would like to bring up that I think is super convenient these days is just about everybody has either an iPhone or something they can dictate into. I have myself as a contact and I me- I text myself voice to text myself messages all the time. And then when I get home, what I do is I transfer them into that journal uh, at some point within the next few days, because that way I'm not flipping back trying to find all my notes. But that's just a great way to be able to remember those things that you don't want to forget, but you know, they're awesome. You know, it's an awesome business idea or it's an awesome gift that you want to get somebody or something you just want to say to somebody that you don't want to forget to say it, to say it to them or send them a message or something. Well, and you also get it out. Like when you, you write out. something out, like, when you write something down, it's out there. Like, and it, I feel like it almost releases something when you write something down, you know, like your grocery list. Right. You know, you're, I mean, I always feel like I'm going somewhere. You know, I have an actual plan when I go to the grocery store. If I don't write a list, it's like I come home with everything that oh grocery lists are key you have to have a grocery it's the same thing you know as writing all of these things down like this is what i have to do right now it just makes it more organized so you're more centered when you do approach a you know task that you have to do or something like that you're just more grounded in your mind as to how you are going to implement a plan right so all this jumble that works around in our heads all the time we just need to be able to take a minute write it down like you said, prioritize them, get rid of the things that don't really matter. What It also, by getting it out on paper, helps you realize what you're spending your energy on that doesn't need to have energy spent on it. it it's things that, you know, they're, maybe they're negative. Maybe it's things that you're just dwelling on and it really doesn't matter. In the dwelling, when you mentioned dwelling on things, I have read that, you know, a lot of depression and anxiety that people feel have to do with rumination now we're not talking about the to-do list now but the things that a person might chew over in their head over and over again thinking about conversations that have happened or even conversations that might happen and just making themselves more stressed out than they would be if they just maybe tried to distract themselves from that 
Right. Exactly. Yeah. Other things. And and let it go. Um, Another thing I'd like to do about that is when there's something that's always bothering someone, and I do this myself, and this is what I've coached people throughout the years with is during meditation, or if you're not somebody that meditates, just sit and close your eyes. It's the same thing. (laughs) And, and visualize whatever that thing is that you were just talking about, um, you know, the, the dwelling on stuff and visually watching it dissolve. Hmm. Like I, have a little bubble, little visual bubble, and I visually have it dissolve and go out into the universe, and then it's gone. Yeah, and that also, I mean, because how you feel about your past, and speaking of like the jumble, you allow those your that feeling of, I mean, whatever the situation was, you allow that negative feeling to carry on into a present situation and set the tone for more negativity. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be part of manifestation, right? I mean, that's Correct. very bottom line. You give what you get energetically. <clears throat> right. And that that's something that occurs that we get so built up and we're like, I failed. I didn't do this. I didn't do this right. And then it turns into, I always do this. This always happens. So then when we approach the holidays, for example, or when we approach that list, that's you know, a mile high, we've already set ourselves up to fail because we've already, we're already convinced that past circumstances have taught me that I cannot do something. And it's literally just, I mean, it's more than just letting go or forgiving yourself. Really what you're doing is you're rewiring yourself to approach every day and every situation Mm -hmm. with new breath. And even maybe tangibly, physically rewiring your brain, according to what some researchers say. Yes. You get these feelings, your your brain gets used to these feelings, your brain builds pathways where these feelings live. It's a habit. I mean, even emotional habits, because we talk, you have to do something seven times, right, to create a habit. Mm. There's no difference w- with what happens mentally. If I think, like, uh, you speak about this mm-hmm. in, your, in your book, actually, yeah. a lot. But that you have to sit there for 18 seconds. So even on a physics level, this is proven. Mm -hmm. But if you meditate on something or think about something for 18 seconds, you literally start to attract that same, it's well, a vibrational Mm -hmm. pull towards you of that same issue. So if you've ever met someone and they're like, their car is breaking down every day, they're they never have fun at their job, you know, like their dog bit them. You know? <laughs> well, right. So, but they've created a cycle of, of, of chaos and everyone has done this at some point. So there's no, judgment. we've all been there. Oh my okay. gosh. Yeah. We've the, all been there. The yeah. only reason why you could really talk about something is because like we've this been there. <laughs> is because you've been there and you know, you call it a crazy cycle. I've heard it called a crazy cycle before, but you have to, it's that choice that you say, you have to start talking yourself out of it. So instead of saying like, I, I can never, I can never do this right. You always say, I always do this right, or I am fully capable of doing it. You're this. exactly right. So, the, And you're exactly right. So the subconscious mind, this brings us to a whole other thing, which I could talk about for a really long time, as you know. But So the subconscious mind can be retrained. Basically, it's just things that we have learned throughout our lives. And most of it is not true. <laughs> we have made up stories. And limiting beliefs and blocks, most of those limiting beliefs were given to us when we were younger. We just, and, and it's not necessarily always our parents. It could be just somebody you've been around. It could be a friend. It could be, you know, anything. But by, you can retrain your subconscious mind. And like Caitlin said, I do talk about this a lot. I have a book that was just released called A 30-Day Self-Perception Makeover. And it's all about retraining your subconscious mind because your self-perception is really the base of everything. It is the base of everything in your life because think about it. What you think about yourself, you're radiating out into the into the world. 
into the universe. So if I walk out the door and I'm already thinking I'm not smart enough to get this job that I'm going to apply for, guess what? Probably not mm. going to get the job or I'm going to, so they're going to perceive me as that. So that is so true. You know, it's a habit in our subconscious mind, but we can change it. And that's what I think is so awesome is that we can change our subconscious mind by retraining it and saying things like you were saying, Caitlin, you know, the positive spin on it, you know, um, being appreciative for our car. <laughs> right. right. When yeah. we get in and it starts like, yes. Yeah. The self-perception. Isn't that um, like the next song? You're the one that I want. Yes, it is. You have to be able to say that to yourself, folks. Yes, you're the one that I want. Here we go. Here we got Grease coming. And welcome back. Didn't you guys like that song? So What a I, great song. Right? Okay, so you said you graduated around the same time I did from yes. high school. So, you know, we're rocking these songs. I I've, actually was taken to see Grease at the drive-in by my parents when I was when it came out, when I was really? seven or eight years old, something like that. Don't you remember the drive-in? I used to go to the drive-in oh, yeah. with my parents as well. We lived in South Florida, and it's such a fun memory. And I don't think there's any around here. Are there? there I don't know if there might be one in the Gainesville area. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know for sure. They probably have air conditioning now, though. Hmm. Don't you think they would have to? But you grew up up north. You might not have gone through the drive throughs I mean, the drive-ins. Oh, I went through a lot of drive throughs drive throughs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Let me correct yeah. you there. Yeah, no more, though. No there more, was though. a McDonald's <laughs> in Hayward. We're all healthy now, though. No more drive throughs No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so, but we are healthy. Yeah. <laughs> We're not kidding about that one. Um, have you ever been to a drive through Oh, drive, drive in. in. Drive in. No, okay, so I graduated in 2004, so I I don't know that um, I've ever been in a drive-in in theater, and honestly, where I grew up, there, I mean, it, it was snow on the ground, you know, eight months yeah, out yeah, of the I year. Mean, they would they would have lost a fortune. I know. <laughs> like, well, I have to say, though, it was awesome. It really was. So, like Kathy said, you know, I mean, seeing some of these things in a drive-in theater with a huge screen and the little the little um, speaker that you stuck on your window and you rolled your window up and then you turn on the air in the car so you could hear. I mean, they should bring cooler. those back. Like it was awesome. I thought it was really a cool way to see a movie, and usually and you could pretty neck economical. In, you could neck yeah. in the car with your boyfriend. Eh, who wants to do that? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm here to see Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I think I was I was pretty young when I went um, with my parents. Like it was young because they kind of started come, go fading away a little bit as I got into middle school and high school. I don't really remember it much. I remember it a lot when I was younger, like really little. But so what we were talking about before, you know, that kind of brings me to the, well, it does, brings me to the next question. Somebody named Michelle wrote in and said, Kathleen, what's the difference between limiting beliefs and blocks? So we were talking before about the subconscious mind, right? And how we can retrain our subconscious mind. It's kind of like the half glass full mentality versus the half glass empty mentality. And like I said, like you said, we can't talk about this if we haven't been through it. And we have. <laughs> So experience um, ex is the best teacher. Actually, it absolutely <laughs> is. And so, you know, a little bit of background, too, on what I've done. So for a, a little over 26 years, it's really hard for me to believe that much time has gone by. But I have been helping women with their outside. So I was a personal trainer for women. And when I had to start working on myself inside after I was 
divorced at a very young age and was a single mom of two, I had to realize that I, well, I realized I had to work on me. So <clears throat> I started working on my inside and in turn helping these women work on their insides as well as the outside. Because it doesn't matter what we look like on the outside, right? Like it really doesn't if we don't feel good about ourselves on the inside. If we don't have a good self-perception, it doesn't matter. So I started working and learning a whole lot more about the subconscious mind. So this is what leads us to how I'm talking about this and how all three of us are here, you know, talking yeah. about our experiences. And, da- and down us. to like an elementary level, mm-hmm. really, the subconscious mind is if you've ever made a decision that was totally, you knew it was against your best judgment. Like Correct. It, it was, it would be something that if your girlfriend called you and said, you know, so-and-so did this, you you would say, you don't take that. That's not good for you. But you, in your own life, you make decisions that are self-destructive. That's where your subconscious mind comes in because mm-hmm. you're not really aware of what you're doing or why you're doing it. You just know that it's happening. And, and yeah, yeah. I mean, and that also could be your ego self. So that could take us to a whole nother venture here with our ego and our intuitive self because our ego self is the one that is, it's usually the one that's pretty uncomfortable. You know, it's the one that the little voice in our head that's saying you probably shouldn't do that, but you do it anyway. Yeah. And then our intuitive self is the one that feels right. It just feels right. You know, those times when you you do something and you're like, I don't know why I just did that, but it just feels right. I'm just going to do this. This is my decision. Then that's your intuitive self. And it all goes along with your, you know. The old gut instinct. It is the gut instinct. And that is your intuition. And it is always right. I had a boss who used to call that the belly barometer. Oh, well, he was right. That's a cool name for it. (laughs) The belly barometer. (laughs) That is a cool name. I also heard somebody say gut spelled backwards is tug hmm. which i thought was awesome because it's tugging you in the right direction sure so it's another way to think about it but i like to just call it my intuition because that's what i go with is my intuition but and what's it so limiting beliefs and blocks so limiting belief is something that your subconscious mind believes is true and there may not be any truth to it because there's not <laughs> so um an example is, you know, maybe somebody told you when you were growing up that, you know, you were chunky and you just always believed that. Now, I can honestly say that for me, I, I did hear that before. I had this amazing great grandmother. She was Italian, loved her to death. And um, Italians are good people. They really are. <laughs> and uh, she, she would say things sometimes like, honey, you're not fat. You're just chunky. Hmm. Um, but as I got older, somehow that stuck with me. Right. But that was my subconscious mind thinking that. Right. I mean, I, I was told that story, but there was no truth to it. You know, people can do this about money. I hear this a lot about money. You know, they were always they would always hear, oh, we don't have money for that. Or, you know, you hang out with people that say, I have no money. I'm broke. So that's what's always on your mind first, instead of changing that thought in your subconscious mind, like that you can do anything. Think about the things that you want. Think about the things that you desire as if you already have them. And we can start changing that subconscious mind. If you're trying to get your body into shape, do the inspired action work, but also envision yourself in the way that you want to feel. Start feeling that way. Do you want to see yourself? Do you want to feel energetic? See yourself being energetic, visually in your mind. I promise you it will start happening. So that's another way that we can retrain our subconscious mind. So those limiting beliefs that we were given or that we absorb, because it's interesting, is that limiting beliefs that we take in as our own, we're just allow we're choosing to hear those things. 
We're yeah. being told great things, but we're pulling from those negative things. There's mm-hmm. someone else's beliefs that are limiting to us. Yes. So, you know, usually it's something that we're taught or, you know, I mean, and that's my, that yeah. would be my way. Like a limiting belief is something that actually could be 100% true for someone else, but I've taken it on as my own mm-hmm. and it holds me back in my own life. Mm. You right. know, so a lot that, I mean, I think childhood is a great way or, or being raised. I mean, because those beliefs helped your parents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I, and I'm speaking from like, you know, as you were saying, not extreme cases. Right, right, I'm right. speaking about like, we never have money or we we, right. we don't do this, but it doesn't really resonate with you. It's not helping you in your life, but you're still hanging on to this. Right. And therefore making decisions from that place. They're not your beliefs. They're limiting beliefs to you, not necessarily to your parents, but they are for you. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because limiting beliefs can be about so many different things. It could be about education. Right. So you might think you're not smart enough just because you didn't get a certain degree or because you didn't finish this certain class. And you may feel like you're not smart enough, but everybody's so unique. If everybody was exactly the same, this world would be a really boring place. Right. I mean, we have to have everybody have their own special, unique things in order for the world to run. The world could not handle like uh, one more than one Caitlin. No, probably not. <laughs> or Kathy or Kathleen. That's, That's right. why yeah. we're, we are all so unique. But I think sometimes um, I find that we just have to be reminded of that. People have to be reminded of that. And that, that's just something that I am asked often is, what is a limiting belief? How do I change that? And I really feel very strongly about journaling because that's the way that you're using different parts of your brain. So we talked about the subconscious mind. So by actually, first of all, bringing attention to a limiting belief and and acknowledging that you have one, right? Acknowledging that there is something that's holding you back, writing that down. It can be, we can, you can start very basic by writing that limiting belief down and then switching it over to something positive. So take that same thing, switch it over to a positive statement don't ever use the word want, right? Because want means you're probably going to still keep wanting it. So I like to always say, you know, desire, desire. or say that you already have it or something. And then by the t- you're visual- envisioning it then, right? So visualize yourself in that new space. And then by writing it down, you're also using a different part of your brain. So you're using different parts of your brain, which is helping you retrain your subconscious mind. And it must be consistent, so doing it every single day. And one day I'll have to bring in my journals because I've been journaling for a long time. I have, I have like manifested and created, well, we all do, but some amazing things. And I have journals to prove it. So what I would do is switch them over, write them down. I do it consistently every day and not just write it. I would envision it. I would visualize myself in these situations and sometimes it would take six months. Sometimes it would take a year depending on how big it was or what was all involved. There's a lot of moving parts in some things, right? Because there's more than just me involved. Um, And I can go back and those things have happened. And it's so much fun though, because you go back and you check them off. And I go back and look (laughs) now, I'm like, that happened, that happened. Yep, that happened. And it's awesome. So that's another reason why I love journaling. And there's a lot of different ways to journal. That's just one way that it's satisfaction too, because you know that the time you've put into yourself, you have committed to yourself to retrain your subconscious mind. And in the process, you have created your version of success because every your success is always going to change and everybody's version is different, right? So, you know, 
if if I feel like that I want to get a, a pink jumpsuit and then I'm going to feel like I've accomplished that thing and that pink jumpsuit comes my way in two weeks. I know that sounds silly, but, you know, I mean, I might have something I'm going to and I might need a pink jumpsuit because yeah. there has been that time. <laughs> and anyway, just like, so it can be little or it can be big. It can be a move. It can be a job. It can be a car. It can be so many things and it does work. And and I th- and before because everyone can sit down and say I want I want I, or I want or I even I desire mm-hmm. b- but for myself personally deserving feeling like yes, deserve yes, those you're right. things mm-hmm. like and and that's actually a lot deeper because oh you know a lot of people would say that's kind of foo foo and it's really not really really feeling as if you deserve to be happy is huge I or you are mm-hmm. worthy of great things. You know, right. it, I mean, all of that has to be in line before you even, you know, really kind of get to that place. It's like step one. Like, I am worthy. I deserve. And that can be a challenge. I mean, so, Huge. I mean, I mean, there, yeah. I guess there are a lot of situations in the world where someone else benefits. I'm going to knock your camera down. That's someone okay. else benefits um, from what they get from you. And so it may be in their interest to say, you don't deserve this. Of course, I deserve this. And so it can be a real challenge. So many of us think, I, I probably don't deserve this. I probably shouldn't ask for this. Yes. No, I, totally. That's an amazing point. And then once those thought patterns, you really start, I deserve to be happy. I deserve to be worthy. You will find yourself getting away from that situation and getting away from those people and putting yourself in line with what you deserve just naturally through that decision. You know, so you're not always in situations or even in one situation where someone is taking all the credit for your work you're working really really hard you realize this is not my dream this is theirs I have my own dream you will find yourself building it up in your own mind through journaling Mm -hmm. and those kinds of practices no I deserve to be happy I am worthy of my own legacy my own dream and And when you do that and as we all probably have at times even sometimes not even knowing it you start to see those people naturally go away from you they naturally move themselves themselves away because they're not comfortable in that situation because they realize that you are starting to feel great about yourself and you're you realize that you're worthy and one more thing i want to just bring up quickly is that to remind everybody it's okay to not be okay all the time you know i mean we're sitting here talking about creating your life on purpose and manifesting and things like that but it's really important to know that we don't have to be okay all the time and, and that's something that we have to give ourselves permission for is just to sometimes sit back, evaluate the situation. And that allows us to have clarity. And that's why I think that's so important, because if you're in a p- place where you're just like, you know, I just don't feel OK about any of this, mm-hmm. then sit back and figure out why. Think about it. Write those things down. And that's how you can gather clarity. Not every situation is bad. A lot of bad situations teach us very valuable lessons mm-hmm. that get us to the places that we're, you know, get us to the places we want to go. So I, I always think if, if you're going through anything really, really rough and you're just having a, a really difficult time, remember that don't, don't view it as negative so much as you're learning, you're growing. I'm getting to where I need to go. This is what I'm going through. Yeah, you're absolutely right. To know how to change And it. that's why it's okay to not be okay all it's the time. It's totally okay. And we'll put on another little jam here for you. Sure. I mean, we're coming to the top of the hour. Is there anything you want to touch on? Uh, do you feel like that's a good point to close on? I do, because what we'll do is we will be back next Wednesday. 
and um, we'll talk about some more of Manifesting Magic. If you have any questions, please send them to Kathleen at KathleenMinor.com, and we'll put them on the website, the email, Good plan. and we can we can answer any of those questions. Also, I'd love to hear what you guys think about like some of the 80s dance music. If there's any that you love, please send some of those songs in because I am all about rocking out to 80s dance music. Maybe one day we'll just have to have like the Fletcherettes, you know, like a, a remake because that's what I, I was on the Fletcherettes and that Fletcher, those of you who went there might like remember that. The Fletcherettes. Now I get it. Yeah. Fletcher, okay. Fletcher that makes High sense School. I'm trying to think. I'm like, what is <laughs> Come on now. Wow. And we danced to yeah, those that's cool. Things. Anyway, so yeah. So please be in touch and we'll be back on Wednesday and you have been listening to Manifesting Magic with Kathleen, Caitlin, and Kathy. Thanks a lot, guys.